Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Down the block, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and one. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Thought I'd jump on and answer some of your questions that were sent in on the Instagram story yesterday and afternoon. These could be just completely random ones. Ask me anything. Let's get stuck into it. The first one comes from Wayne Perini. He says, what's the off-season look like for the Guru? Uh, mate, we have got a pretty big off-season coming up. Uh, we've obviously got... Uh, the uh, some of the internationals that are going to be on, which is going to be really exciting. Really looking forward uh, to those. So there will be plenty of content around those international games, which is going to be sensational. I think Tonga uh, is going over to England to play a couple of games over there. So we'll be covering all, all of those. And then, of course, uh, you know, Kangaroos, New Zealand, Samoa, and I think it's PNG. I actually haven't a good, had, a, had a good look at the schedule yet, but I'm pretty sure it's those teams as well competing here. So there'll be plenty of content, mate. Obviously, uh, December's probably a little bit of a lull for us, realistically, and we sort of take a bit of time to regroup and just uh, have a little bit of time away from the podcast during that period because it is a pretty hectic schedule. Uh, uh, during the year, we'll still have Bloke in a Bar going every Monday. And uh, yeah, th- this offseason is going to be a pretty big one for me personally. I'll be hoping and looking um, to sort of have my own studio and my own space ready for kickoff next year, just depending on a few things and opportunities and whatnot. Uh, but I am very hopeful of that occurring. And then, of course, when we get to January, we're really heavily into uh, could-be-anything season. So very, very exciting having a look at all the young guys. The trials is a very good period here on the Guru Podcast sure to get a bit of an insight to all the guys coming through. And, of course, during that period, sort of Harold Matt's SG ball. So it all really kicks off, um, you know, November, December again, which is really exciting. Cannot wait for that. It's going to be unreal. So the off-season, uh, you know, it is an off-season, but there is still plenty going on. The content doesn't really change all that much. Uh, there will still be two to three podcasts every single day for you guys to get stuck into. Uh, something for the true rugby league nerd uh, like me out there. So don't fret. There'll be plenty of content. And hopefully... 
hopefully, and I've got my fingers crossed, toes crossed, everything crossed, fingers crossed uh, during that off-season, we will be able to potentially make our way over to Vegas for a little trip. So stay tuned uh, on that front. Hopefully some more details to come there. But uh, yeah, that would be pretty exciting for Guru and for me myself, just personally, obviously from a brand thing, it would be fantastic to be over there in Vegas when the NRL's there. Uh, but I'm hoping at least that uh, I can get over there and enjoy myself as well. So plenty to con- plenty of content coming in the off-season, mate. We'll also have the episodes with myself and Matty the Waterboy. We'll do them on YouTube and whatnot. And uh, I've already got commitments from Jacko Hastings. He's going to come down for a couple of episodes. Jamie Sowards keen to jump on once again. Uh, we'll see who else we can get that uh, is a bit like us, just rugby league nerds that might be keen to come on and have a yarn and talk about something something specific like we always do. We might try and do a few drafts and whatnot. Uh, so, yeah, very, very exciting. Plenty to come in the off-season, though, guys. Do not fret. There will be so much content. You'll be sick of me. Trust me. Um, okay, let's have a look. Next question comes from Herbie. If the NRL had a draft at the start of next season, like the NBA, NFL, who would be your number one pick? Uh, very interesting. I assume you mean a draft as in like if everyone went back into the pool, then we got to pick. I still think Nath Cleary would probably be the guy that I would choose to build a team around. Uh, but there are, you know, so many good options around nowadays. So oh, I think Nath Cleary, mate, would probably be my pick. Uh, as far as like young guys uh, coming through, I'm not too sure, to be honest with you, that obviously, you know, there was, a, there was a couple of guys in the New South Wales and Queensland under-19s a few weeks ago that really impressed me, but I'll be honest with you, right now where I'm sitting, I'm not seeing any guys from those games that I think, fuck, they could be like a franchise changer. I'm not really seeing anyone that, you know, I, I had that feeling about Harry Grant when I first saw him. Obviously, guys like Nate Cleary when they're younger and everything, there's very good players in there. There is no doubt about that, but I'm just not sure if there's anyone that is absolutely jumping out of the earth that says to me, build a fucking franchise around me, you know? So I'm uh, not too sure, but quite often when you have these classes where there isn't one that absolutely stands out, makes those guys super competitive. And sometimes that's where you can find uh, the diamond in the rough. So obviously the Canberra Raiders have signed a lot of these guys to head down there. Obviously Ethan Strange made his debut the other day and whatnot. Um, so there's a few guys down at the nation's capital that I would seriously consider. Uh, Latu Fine is obviously one that I absolutely love, but you know, Latu's obviously was on a long-term deal, was released. I do wonder why that was. Um, you know, <laughs> obviously, uh, the Finos come with um, history and whatnot that you need to consider when you're building a franchise as well. So yeah, I'm not too sure which direction I would go in right now if it was just out of the young guys. Uh, but I think over the next year or two, though, I mean, like like Buller would have been a fantastic pick. I actually hadn't seen too much of Buller when he made his debut, though. I don't think seen him play once or twice. And the games I saw him play, he was good. Uh, he didn't absolutely blow me away, though. There's a kid at South Sydney I really like, Jai Gray, who I think looks very, very talented. Uh, I'm not sure if he's a little bit too small, though. We'll see. Uh, and, I, and I know when you say that, people say, what about Thurst and these guys? And, yeah, the, there are guys that manage to overcome that and have unbelievable careers. Uh, but for every one of those guys, there's another hundred that wasn't able to overcome size and whatnot. So it is a factor. Um, but yeah, I think he's a kid that's got a lot of ability from what I've seen of him over the last couple of over the last two years that I've been keeping an eye on him. Uh, let's have a look at 
C-Mac, 23.02. Did you play much footy as a junior? Any man-children who scared the hell out of you? Mate, you didn't have to be a man-child to scare the shit out of me when I was younger. Fuck me, I'll tell you that much. Uh, I remember, though, growing up in the South Sydney comp, there was one guy who was, um, you know, bigger than all of us. He was he was a man size uh, when we were about eight or nine. I remember just thinking, God, this guy's an arsehole, absolute prick. Uh, he used to just dominate everyone. And then when I was 16, I actually ended up on the same team of him as him, and uh, real legend of a bloke, gentle giant, and, and it's, it's funny how that sort of plays out uh, sometimes. But yeah, played footy as a junior in the South Sydney sort of district. I uh, was never too much chopped though, to be honest with you. I always understood the game really well, and there was times where you know coaches would you know lay down plans and would have sets they want us to to aim to complete and whatnot. And I think I would always have a better understanding of those than. Other than most of the players in the team, uh, but I just never really had the ability to execute it, to be honest with you. Um, so, yeah, played a lot of footy growing up, wasn't good enough to play uh, anything professional or not, which was really frustrating because I felt like I had the knowledge, uh, just didn't have the ability uh, to back it up realistically. So, yeah, a, a bit frustrating that, but I think it's led me to where I am and I would much rather be uh, where I am, I think, then playing. Obviously, money and everything uh, would be fantastic, but I, I think we I think we underestimate just how much pressure these guys are under 24-7 and whatnot, and I obviously talk to them a little bit and see a, a little bit more behind the scenes and hear a little bit more about what's going on. And, um, yeah, it sounds like an easy, easy lifestyle when you throw in, you know, $100,000 and everything, but... Uh, the, the pressure and everything that comes with it and what they put their bodies through and just living with pain constantly and everything. I don't know. It, it is a huge, huge sacrifice. And that's on top of, you know, all the sacrifices you make, uh, whether it be being a teenager in your early 20s, you know, th- there's just a lot that goes into it. E- even the guys that are parents, uh, how much time they miss out on, how much time they spend traveling and whatnot. Um, yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't think I would have really enjoyed it anyway, to be completely honest with you. Can't stress enough, though, that I didn't have the choice regardless. Didn't have the ability. Um, Let's have a look at this one. Rowan Leonard. Who would win out of a team of Kurt Gidley's versus a team of Tyrone Peaches? Uh, Kurt Gidley, one of the toughest hombres to ever play our game. Uh, the old saying, pound for pound toughest. Kurt Gidley has to be right up there. Uh, I think Kurt Gidley was very unlucky throughout his career that he was he was very good at a number of things, but he wasn't, like, number one fantastic at anything. And I say that with the greatest respect to Kurt. He could play centers, wing, halfback, 5'8", hooker. I think he would have made a really good 13 as well. Uh, but Kurt Gidley just always sort of struggled to narrow, to, to just nail down a position. I, I think fullback and 5'8", probably where he played most of his footy in first grade. I'm, I'm, I'm actually just going to grab it up to make sure. Uh, but Kirk Gidley, obviously he you know was the New South Wales Blues fullback for a long time. I, as a fullback, I never really personally thought Kurt, Good, Kurt Gidley was good enough at a, as a fullback to be in rep sides, but I always thought that he was good enough to be in rep sides somewhere. So throughout his career, he played fullback 113 games. He had five, he played 5'8", 97 times, halfback 65 times, hooker 22. He came off the bench on 31 occasions, played wing once and centre on six occasions. So most of his footy at fullback, which... Yeah, you know, he, he was a good fullback. There is no doubt about that whatsoever. I think at Clubland, very good fullback. I never really thought he should have been a representative level fullback, though, if I'm honest. I thought I always thought at rep level, he was just a perfect 14, uh, which is where I think when you have a look at his, you know, when, when, when he played uh, for Australia, he played one game at fullback. He played 11 coming off the bench. When you have a look at his New South Wales career, where's that? Yeah, so actually, if you have a look at his... 
Why the hell is that happening? That's bizarre. Yeah, so the vast majority of his games for uh, the the New South Wales Blues also off the bench. Why can't I find those stats? There we go. 12 games for New South Wales, and yeah, I think six or seven of them coming off the bench, uh, five of them at fullback or whatever. So I always thought that, that that he was a very, very good 14, just about the perfect 14. I think you also just need to consider that he was probably the fittest guy in rugby league uh, for a couple of years there. He was incredible and a good leader. There's no doubt about that. I, I was just never convinced on him as a starting fullback in a representative side. Going up against Tyrone Peachy, uh, one of the most naturally gifted guys I've ever seen. It's funny how many guys you talk to in rugby league who have just crossed paths with Tyrone Peachy and just say, mate, he's he's unbelievable. He is just like no one we've seen before. I know Jamie Soward, who's, a, who's very honest uh, with his reviews. If he doesn't rate someone, he'll say it to me. Tyrone Peachy said, mate, he's the most gifted kid I've ever played with the shit that he's capable of doing. Um, for me... I think Kurt Gidley v. Tyrone Peachy. 13 Kurt Gidleys v. 13 Tyrone Peachies. I think on their day, Tyrone Peachy could win every single time. But I think it's sort of... Tyrone's obviously got that inconsistency in his game. Whereas Gidley's like one of the more consistent players. Yeah, he will give you a 7 out of 10 just about every single week. Peachy, he can give you a 9 or he can give you a 3, depending on what day of the week it is. Uh, if you're giving me Tyrone Peachy at the Penrith Panthers, I'm probably taking Peach. Uh, but if you give me Peach at the West Tigers, the Gold Coast Titans, etc., etc., uh, I am without a doubt taking Kirk Gidley. So I hope that helps. Gun to head, I would take the gamble and I would back Tyrone, 13 Tyrone Peachies to get the better of Kurt Gidley there. Love to know your thoughts on that one, though. That's a great hypothetical. Uh, this one comes from Steve Campbell. Thoughts on the Titans heading into next year? Bit happening uh, and keen on your opinion. Yeah, I'm excited for the Titans. I think that they are heading in the right direction. I've said that all year despite results and, you know, certain things that have happened and whatnot. You've obviously got Desi Hasler arriving next year, which is super exciting. Kieran Foran there for another season. Sam Verrills with another year under his belt. AJ Brimson, Jaden Campbell. And then you've got those three big representative forwards that you can build around. Obviously, Tino, Fafita, and Mofot Awaker. So, there is absolutely no reason why the Titans shouldn't be super successful next year and why they shouldn't be seriously competing for a top eight spot. Uh, they've got all the ability. They've got the fantastic stadium. I just there, there really is no excuse next year for the Gold Coast Titans. I feel like this year was great. It was still a building year. But Desi Hasler just needs to sort out, I don't know if it's attitude, I don't know what it is, but how they just fade in and out of games. And in parts this year, you sit there and go, okay, the Titans are past this. And then it just feels like every week after you think, that the Titans shit the bed or something happens. I think that this year they have been very unlucky with injuries and a couple of referee calls that I think have been costly for them. But the reality is that's the NRL. When you're on the bottom, you've got to fight your way out of that. I think the Titans are heading in a good direction. I think that's why all these superstars have re-signed there. They've got the coach now. Uh, there really is no excuse. So I'm hoping the Titans can play finals footy next year. Uh, they should realistically, whenever they play a home game, they play in just about the perfect conditions for rugby league. So does the other team, 100%. But the Titans need to build a brand of footy around uh, their home ground, in my opinion, which is an exciting, upbeat game of footy, which is fine. And it's great to watch and all that, but you have to back it up with defense, which I think it has improved this year. Uh, but I still think there's a long way to go for the Titans. So yeah, it'd be great if they could snag like a Ben Hunt for next season. All of a sudden, I'm looking at the Titans going, fuck, with that forward pack, with Foz, with Ben Hunt, with the two electrifying fullbacks and handy outside backs, we could be looking at a top four side here potentially, but they need to sort out a lot of things. I, I think if you add Ben Hunter to that side, it's arguably uh, maybe not top four, but maybe a top five, six sort of roster on their day. 
But, I mean, on paper and on their day, it doesn't really mean too much in the NRL, realistically. So the Titans, they have still got things to sort out. But I think there is a lot of promise there, and there's a lot of young guys who I think are going to be coming into their prime over the next couple of years and would have played together and been experienced together. Uh, so, yeah, exciting times for the Tolans. They get Bo Furmore back as well next year, which will be a really good addition to them. Uh, and Fafita's obviously found his feet now. So Tanner Boyd's got another season under his belt. Uh, just there, There's so many positives there for the Titans. It's not even funny. Uh, this one comes from Ados the Great. Who will you be supporting come final? Surely you jump on a team you'd like to see win. Um, to be honest with you, and this would be un- an unpopular opinion, but I love the idea of being able to sit back and watch a dynasty. And I love the idea of watching the Penrith Panthers win a third premiership in a row. And I know that'll be uh, the unpopular take, and I get that 100%. But I all, like, I, I've never been a lot. Like I've only seen a team win back-to-back premierships twice. I would love to see three. I think there's such special things to be around for. And for me, from like a content point of view... Fuck, being able to like compare this Panther side as one of the greatest sides ever to sides previously. We're hearing that Jerome Luai could potentially be out for the season. You guys will probably have a better update of that uh, when it comes. But for me, I straight up like it sucks for Jerome. It's awful for Penrith. But I straight away look around the room and go, you know what? This is an opportunity for Nath Cleary to grab this premiership by the collar and go, this is my team. I can take us to three in a row here. And this is where Nath could really elevate himself to another level. If he manages to do it without Jerome, that would be an unbelievable effort. So I probably am cheering on the Panthers. I would love to see that. But this Broncos story of going wooden spoons to premiers within two or three years, wow, just unbelievable. It would be crazy, especially being the Brisbane Broncos and being the brand they are in our country. That would be an unbelievable story. But outside of those two teams... I'm not overly convinced on any of the others being able to win this premiership. Uh, as far as like Munster, Grant, Husey, I would love to see them win. I think that would be a great story. But if I had to pick one team that I probably have got a soft spot for, I don't think they'll win the comp. But, geez, Newcastle. If, if, if Jacko Hastings is available come finals time, uh, very, very exciting to watch them go around. I love the brand of footy they play. I love that they're not – they've obviously got KP, who's a superstar. But outside of that – It's just a heap of guys that just do their job. And I love the way that Jackson has built this team throughout the year and how they've progressed. Obviously, we were with Jackson the moment he signed with the Newcastle Knights. He was sitting at the bar with us in Bloke in a Bar Studios. We hear him have the conversation and everything. So very, very exciting. They're probably the team I am going for in Newcastle, but I don't think they're able to win a competition this year. So if I had to pick one gun to head, I would probably like to see the dynasty of the Penrith Panthers get it done. I think that would be the most entertaining from a content point of view. And from like a history of rugby league point of view, and I would love to see Nath uh, win a third premiership row. And if he did it without Jerome Luai, geez, it had silenced a lot of people. So it'd be very, very interesting. Um, what have we got here? Uh, how are you mentally? Great question from Corndog. Yeah, got a bit going on at the moment. Very, very busy. I uh, got a bit going on in life as well. Uh, but yeah, no, all doing well, mate. All uh, we, We've actually got a campaign coming up over the next few weeks on the podcast to do with a bit of mental health stuff, uh, which I really enjoyed. I think it's really important just to make sure that as blokes, and you know, obviously females listen to this podcast. I think it's about 8% of females listen to this podcast. Well, just as people, uh, we need to be talking, communicating, and checking in with each other because you never know uh, what's going on in someone else's life behind closed doors. I think most of us uh, just put on a straight face all day and everything and, and let everyone believe. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. But everything's all good, but quite often there is more going on that we need to be aware of. So great question there. Last question from Carlo Scott. Top three favorite Simpson episodes. Ah, uh, I would probably say Monorail would be up there with me. I think if you're a Simpsons fan, you'll know 22 short stories. That's not a bad episode too. I don't mind that. I think Frank Grimes, he has to be number one though. So Frank Grimes, Monorail, and then there's a couple that I could throw in over that. The one where they're on the boat with Sideshow Bob's an absolute cracker as well. Uh, but yeah, I think Frankie Grimes, he would definitely be my number one favorite episode. One of the great characters uh, of all time, Frank Grimes. Unreal stuff. All right, guys, thanks for joining us once again on the Rugby League Guru Podcast. We'll try and answer some more of these questions over the next couple of days.